0: Love Talk Radio.
1: I'm good. I'm great. The sun is out in New York. I mean, we have a very icy, snowy place right now. We've got igloos. We've got penguins, like, running wild. I mean, it's been amazing. How about you?
2: Well, we don't have any uh, igloos, but uh, we have a lot of water. It's kind of sunny out here. It's real cold at night, so, um, you know, I kind of want to be out there in the snow with you. That looks like a little fun out there you guys are having.
1: See, maybe like last week or two weeks ago was fun, but right now it's just this big white icy thing, like the people in the city have been sleep slipping, like the cars are falling apart, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, I love winter, but this is one of those parts where it's like, okay, I've had enough snow, um, let's bring out the sun, and let's bring out the summer concerts, and let's... Create a lot of music out here in the cold, in the, and create some warmth. So, so yes, this is parents' kids' and music. We talk about the relationships that people have with their parents and their kids when it comes to music. As no matter how old you are, whether you're two years old or 102, you you at one point were a kid, and this is about the relationship of the music that your your parents and those who raised you and you grew up with, exposed you to, and the relationships you had through their lives. And if you're lucky enough to be a mother or father like Jay is, then also about exposing your children to music and also what they bring to you. So Jay, tell us about some exciting musical discoveries that you've um, found over the last week.
2: Oh, well, today we have someone that's from Taiwan, which is kind of different. Taiwanese. He's a singer, um, and his name is Lin Yu Chun. And I was just flabbergasted because, you know, I'm listening to this YouTube and I'm thinking I'm hearing Whitney Houston, right? Or someone who thinks they're Whitney Houston, So, I, and I'm thinking it is a female. So I go to the YouTube, to Lin's YouTube, and, uh, Lo and behold, it's, it's a guy who has a soprano voice, and he's singing a Whitney Houston track. Um, wow, a it was guy. It was, it was amazing. So um, I think our listening audience should really check this guy out. Um, so he was singing I Will Always Love You, which is one of the hardest. And, and people who sing would know that's like one of the hardest. I don't even think Whitney Houston could sing that song I don't, you know, to this day because it's like one of our hardest songs to sing, and uh, I was just, ex- it was just extraordinary, Ian, and uh, the guy's 24 now, he's been singing most of his life, he's a songwriter, and last year, uh, Sony uh, signed him, Sony Entertainment signed him, uh, uh, Sony Music Taiwan signed him, so he was just very happy to get signed, and I just wanted to bring wow. him to our audience, and uh, it was amazing seeing him sing in English, and then all of a sudden, when he talked, it was he was talking in his uh, in native language, which is kind of strange because he didn't sound like Whitney Houston when he was talking to you.
1: <laughs> that's that's absolutely amazing. I actually have uh, posted that YouTube video up on our on our Facebook um, fan page on Facebook Parents Kids Music. How about this as a goal today? Let's. My goal is that we ramp up our Facebook group, because right now we have a few people there. And the way Facebook works is you're able to name the group, the page, whatever you want, and when you get 25 members or more. So my goal is that today we have 25 fans of Parents, Kids, Music on Facebook, so we can rename the page Facebook.com slash Parents, Kids, Music. Are you up for the challenge, Jay? Yeah. That's I'm up for it. Everyone, just do a search for Parents Kids Music on Facebook and find us, add us, friend us, love us, watch. You can click to links of our past shows. You can click to the links of all these really cool child artists that we've been talking about the last few weeks, few months. Jay, do you know this is our 20th show? Wow! Then
3: 20? Yeah. Hmm, 20. I didn't know that. Now, wow, now
1: we well it. do Now you do. So we just keep on just creating just new relationships with parents and and the kids and the music. And today we've got a few amazing guests, and I'm looking forward to just hearing them. We have people from different walks of life. Some people have children. Some people don't. It's about about those relationships so so jay have you anything special happening with with your kids in terms of their music or anything over the last week
2: or so well um which pretty good um my older my older daughter she's going to be working on her little single and which is great that she's really already almost done i'm mixing that and that'll be released this year and it's called unconditional so that's the that's what the older one is doing. The Jelena is um actually gonna do a talent show. And she's doing a talent show coming up in her school. So she's singing, because so she's really excited and she she thinks she can win, but I'm I'm telling her, you know, there's other kids that are talented also, so you are gonna have a steep uh competition level. So that's what's going on over here with her. Very cool. <laughs> and I encourage other kids, other kids, and parents to get their kids active in the musical scene, like talent shows and singing and listening to music together, and all those things that that bring up your mu- musical health. Uh, you need to, you know, participate with your kids. You know, so they it, it helps them it helps them in their school and their education to have those activities.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, Jay. And you know it Looks like we got our first guest. Are we ready? Let's bring him on. I'm pressing the are you on button, and it looks like it's still on mute. Let me press this again. Let me yep. try this once again. Okay. I just keep on getting this. On. Well, this is our 20th anniversary. All right, are you? I think we got it. Are you there, Valerie? Okay.
0: Hello, can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can.
0: Okay, great. York, Sorry.
1: Jay, excellent. It's I just pressed this button and it just kept on saying mute, mute, oh. mute. But now we can hear you.
0: <laughs> great. Glad to glad that worked for you. Well, thanks for excellent. having me. So- I, I'm I'm one of those that don't have children. So um, when I was asked to be on, I made sure that I. I um, letting you know that I I don't have kids, but I was a kid, and I have parents. So
1: <laughs> exactly, Yay. that's a big part of the show.
0: <laughs>
1: you <should> right <write> <laughs> in.
0: So I thought it'd be. I I think the uh, concept is great, and I think what you guys are are trying to do is really awesome. I think with kids um, being more exposed at a younger age to music, I think it makes them better people as they as they get older.
1: Absolutely. And since we know you love music, tell us about your music background growing up to to the point to the adult you are today.
0: <laughs> sure. Um I always love music, although um I never had the technical aptitude. Um I love listening to music and dancing to music and I found that it was um the way I expressed myself um best. And when I was a kid I listened to I'm from the the era of the uh, late 60s, 70s, and I listened to, uh, you know, Partridge Family and the Monkeys and all of that, and we used to cut the little records from the back of the cereal boxes because they actually had 45s on the back <laughs> of the cereal <Wow>. boxes. And <laughs> it was I can really kind of cool. remember
1: probably the tail end of that when I was a child <laughs> in the 80s.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean that that was seriously back in the olden days, but it was how we were able to own our own music being a young person, you know, so uh, we didn't have to rely on our parents buying anything, so it was it was a great way to do it, um you know now kids can can download whatever they want to so they have it a little easier. But, I mean, it was fun. In the summertime you had your little 45 player out on the front porch and your friends would come over and you'd be dancing to the same 45 over and over again. But, again, it was kind of an expression of joy, you know. You just had a good time and had fun. And um, so it was kind of cool. And then you know, as I got older I got into more of the – you know, classic rock, hard rock, that kind of thing. And and now I'm into, um, I love the jam band scene and I love fish. obviously. Um, That's how I I came to meet Ian. And um, it creates a great community as well as, again, you know, it's a great way to express yourself is is through music.
2: So so I was going to ask you, the, the cereal bowl era is over. You grew up. uh, What's that? I I said, no more cereal for
0: you. In other words, no, no more cereal for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have no interest in cereal anymore. There's no more records on the back of the box. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. So,
2: so you said, you know, it's interesting what you said. And I was going to say, she said that we had to listen to the same forty-five over and over. And now kids, you know, they don't, They can't even listen to a song for 45 seconds. They're ready to go to the next tune. So
0: that was... <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very true. I mean, you got to know the intimate details of, of a song, right? You knew exactly what was going to happen when and um, to the point where you were performing it, you know. And, and you're right. Now the attention span... Um, for kids, I mean, they have exposure to so much more, you know. But at the same time, yeah, how much depth are they getting into?
2: That's, that's great. That's great that you you point that out because it's amazing now because uh, they don't uh, they don't listen to the full song. My daughter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a little about. Do you are you a musician also? No, I just I just love music. I have a great ear for music. I do not play music. I do have a little uh musical note tattoo on my foot. <laughs> That's about as musical <laughs> as I get as far as uh you know the the technical depth of music, but I can listen to a few notes and know exactly what band, but I don't know what chord it's being played in or anything like that. That's probably one of the very few regrets that I have in my life is that um I didn't really learn it. You know, we had music class way back when where you had to read the music and it was so confusing because it wasn't taught to you in a patient manner. It was in a classroom setting and it was overwhelming and I you know, I so I never got into it. I, I wanted to stay far away from that. But I but I loved listening to music, all different kinds of music. So but no, I don't play an instrument. So I think all kids should be encouraged though.
2: Wow. So, uh, so, so what are you doing?
1: What, 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 oh, go ahead, go ahead. Anne. Yeah. So, as we were going talking about like the days of the cereal boxes
0: and <laughs> and
1: over, the question is, um, what is your music um, formats of choice today in terms of like physical and digital media?
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because between my husband and I. <clears throat> We have a lot of music, and um you know we have it in c d format and we have a lot of vinyl as well and and we just kind of go back and forth it, That that the the way that it's um that we listen to it, i guess kind of goes by the mood that we're in um it It's just kind of interesting when when we're impatient and don't have time, you know we're listening to m p threes um, you know, but when we're just really chilling at home, we'll put on vinyl.
1: Wow, there's probably like a quality of it that just can't be replaced. Even if, even if you've got this digital copy that's quote unquote perfect with like no yeah, scratches right. and no bumps. yeah. But, but but the fact is, it's still there. It's kind of like it's kind of like in film where you see projectors are moving from the traditional 35 millimeter to these. Digital projectors, where yes, it's clean and that's really good, but at the same time, it's like there's just this quality of it being there. I mean, I mean, DJs right. use turntables; they don't necessarily use MP3s.
0: Right. It it it's gotten a little sanitized, I guess. Would in my opinion is the way I would look at it. It, you know, it it. That almost like what you do with antique furniture, right? If you're looking at a piece of antique furniture, there's a reason it looks that way, and there's a value to it because of you know where it's been and the quality, how it's been made, and all of that. Then there's you know the reproduction and the the sleek and the clean and all of that. It's just not the same. It doesn't have quite the depth of personality, I guess, if you will. Um, and I guess that's how I would relate really, you know vinyl versus MP3 and that sort of thing
1: where it's even so much about one versus the other. They all get together. So Yeah, so well, I mean, you got you got something?
3: Well yeah,
2: I was saying plus it was great about the vinyl. you can turn it over and play the other side. Because my, my daughter used to laugh like, Hey Dad, you can can I do that with my CDs? Can I turn it over? <laughs> I don't
0: think those CDs well, you over. Know- you know what well, you know what's interesting about that. You make a great point because sometimes in the evenings if if we do put um a vinyl on and we're doing other things right, and it's like yeah, once it's over, it's like, hey. The music stopped. Why did the music stop? Oh, yeah, you know, it's only on one side. So you do have to flip it over. It makes it a little bit different. But the other thing, too, is is being used to now um, listening to jam bands that can go off on a 20-minute song, for one. You know, you forget how the music used to be, um, you know, where an entire album could be nearly as long as two fish songs. <laughs> 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 I was so. I was gonna ask
2: I was gonna ask you now, how did you get into the live thing? Like what, what transition was that
0: there coming from uh you know, coming up to uh to live music? Where did that happen? You know what? That that's that's a good point. Um I remember being in ninth grade wanting to go and see Led Zeppelin and I wasn't allowed to go. And as luck would have it, um I can't remember if it was Jimmy. It must have been Jimmy Page's um, kid. Um, ended up passing away, and so they canceled the whole tour. So I didn't get to go to that one, but I remember the feeling of wanting to go. So my, I had to sneak and go to Aerosmith on a bus <laughs> into. I'm from Pittsburgh originally. Into Pittsburgh from the suburbs, and w- once I was there, it was it was like being transformed. The the vibe and the feeling of live music compared to what's on a record is like no other. And it floors me when people say that they don't like going to concerts or they've never been to a live show or it's not for them. I mean that's personal choice, but I just I get chills when I go and see live music. The hair on my arm stands up. I just it's like nothing else to me. And the adrenaline, it's just awesome. And from that Aerosmith show onward, I just continued to go to as many live shows as I, I could get to. Well, the,
2: the, the
0: question there that the audience has is: Did you get caught when you snuck out? <laughs> no, I. You know what? I didn't. Get, it wasn't until I was a senior in high school then the dominoes all fell. <laughs> <laughs> It was like once, once, yeah, that, it was all over after that. But, you know, back then, yeah, I, I, I got away with it um, in 10th and 11th grade. And then I transitioned into, which it, it, I find it very interesting, into a lot of the southern rock. So that's, I graduated in 1980. And so um, the bands back then were like Foreigner, um, Molly Hatchet, um, Oh, the Outlaws, all of that stuff, um uh, Heart. So I saw all of those kind of bands live. And that's why when people try to revisit the late 70s and 80s retro, I'm like, I've been there. It wasn't that good. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so, uh, got you into Fish? Uh, I'm sorry? What got you into the the band Fish? Oh, Into Fish, you know, it wasn't until um, actually the mid-'90s, and I don't really know how I got turned on to it initially, but I do remember going to the Bridge School Benefit that Neil Young has in um, uh, San Francisco every year, he and his wife, and they were playing um, along with R.E.M. and Pearl Jam, and um, that was in '98. And when Fish came out, and they did, and be, and I was a big, um, a, a really big Leonard Skinnerd fan back when I was young, right? And when they came out and did Freebird acapella, it was like, that, this is my band. This is now my band. I was so impressed by the fact that they did Free Bird acapella that they had a sense of humor and that they were able to pull it off. That from that point forward, I was a fan. <laughs>
1: That's that's beautiful. That, that Valerie, <laughs> we're running out of time with you. So, any final thoughts about the relationship that you had with your parents growing up when it um, came to music and how it's made you the person you are today?
0: Well, um, we always had music playing in the house. My my um, my parents always um, encouraged you know music. Um, my father loved blues. Um, they 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 played it all the time, and I think that. Um, kids should be exposed to that you know as much music as they as they want and parents need to be as tolerant as they possibly can if it's being played loudly or whatever it may be but i like i said i think the one thing you know back then um you know money was a little tight but i think that my parents would have liked to have had me um get some music lessons and i I think anybody that can encourage their kids to do that um i think it would would increase their appreciation Thank you so much yeah, for joining thank us. You. That's yeah, beautiful. thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Thank, thank you once again. And um, Jay, do um, you want to say goodbye to Valerie or anything?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we love
0: you. Thanks for coming on our show, and we'd love to have you back again. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate both <laughs> of you. Thanks very much.
1: All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Valerie. Valerie. All right, and now. <laughs> And now we can go. Now we get to go from so back, back east to my side of the world. And Catherine's on. Hey, Catherine, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. It's Ian and Jay. How are you today?
3: Good. How are you?
1: Excellent. Thanks for joining us.
3: Absolutely. That was so seamless. I can't believe it. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's just the power of the internet, or something like that.
3: Something like that.
1: <laughs> So, something like that, so yes, yeah, so, um, so I see that you i see you were listening um, to the a little bit to the first segment
3: as soon as I got home
1: excellent, well, well we thank thank you and our many listeners who rush home three p m on the east coast, mute on the west coast to listen to us, and just talk about like the relationships that people have with. Growing up and where they are now, yeah, and about music. So, so tell us about your background when it comes to music.
3: You know, there's two very disparate things. One is my father loves classical music, which I have to say, I'm not so much a fan of unless I'm seeing it live, and and it goes back to what Valerie was saying about live versus pre-recorded, but. Um, I would wake up to blaring, blaring classical music every morning, and I hated it. But my mother was a musical theater fan, and I did grow up listening to a lot of musical theater, and it definitively defined my life. And even though, like, I am not a musical fan in general, I am a fan of individual musical theater pieces and composers, and I'm an actor, and that's definitely informed my life. And music is... um one of my most important creative tools, and has been since I was a kid. Excellent. And I know that you're a very
1: creative person, personally professionally,
3: and how do you use music as a creative tool now in your life? Mostly for inspiration. You know, everybody works in different ways, and I often will avoid music because sometimes the inspiration is too much for me. But especially if I'm about to perform, I always, always have my headphones on. And even like right now, I'm working on a project that I'm also producing, and the way that I shift from my producer to my actor is my headphones. So it it, it not only inspires me creatively, but it also uh, shuts out the rest of the world that I need to not pay attention to.
1: It. So so what kind of music is on your iPod or whatever music player of choice do you use?
3: You know, it runs again. It and I share it with my husband, so there's a lot of classic rock on there that I don't listen to, so I do have some journey um, that I do listen to, and, but um, some good old 80s white person rock. Um, you know what I listen to lately, and I change all the time. I listen to a lot of chicks. I don't know how to say it better. I listen to, like, a lot of energy and heat, and uh, Fiona Apple, I don't know, I'm really, really, I've always been a Kate Bush fan. I really am turned on by women artists who express themselves from a female point of view. So a lot of that. I'm not very hip, I have to say. I'm pretty aggressively unhip.
1: Well, but you're hip enough to call us, so. that we something, right?
2: Yeah, yeah Jay, good. do you have any
1: questions for Catherine?
3: Um, i just like
2: to know what's her favorite live act.
3: Oh, God, I wish, you know what, that's how unhipped I am. I have to tell you, you're going to die at this. I've been to two concerts ever in my life, but they're good ones. I saw Madonna, the Virgin tour. So we're talking 1986. And I saw Bruce Springsteen do um, Born to Run. And, I mean, those were, well, actually, Madonna was, frankly, um, underwhelming. But Bruce Springsteen was frigging incredible. So if I have to choose between my lame two things, you can't beat Bruce.
1: I, I wouldn't How's say that? that they're lame. I mean, I mean, but without a, without a doubt, I mean, I mean, if you can only go to two concerts in your life, and it was narrowed down to, and 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 those amongst the many choices and all the millions of concerts, like those are those are two pretty
3: strong choices,
1: even today. Yeah.
3: They're classics, and I have to say Madonna, totally underwhelming. It was the first time I'd seen a famous person. I was about 16 years old. The concert, the whole concert was like an hour long, and it was incredibly underwhelming. But then I saw Bruce that same summer, and I turned into, you know, um, when you see the clips of the Beatles and those girls screaming at decibels higher than you can imagine a human being can scream? That was me. Yeah, he turned me into that. It was incredible. And it was four hours long, and it was just incredible. So, yeah. Well, so that's my that case, that, answer.
1: So in that case, I mean, being the actor and the producer and just creating content right now, it's it, it, it's like what it's like what kinds of things do you like seeing on stage? I mean, since, you know, go to many shows.
3: Well, I really mean, now, I did spend my life, I did make a living for a while doing musical theater, probably about eight or nine years doing musical theater in New York, never on Broadway, but on my way up there, and I kind of hate, hate that stuff, so I guess like my answer to that is I, have, I like to see stuff that is out of the box, that is um, authentic. And that is about human beings more than it's about looking pretty and sounding pretty. And I know that's not a very specific answer, but I think that American musicals are slowly moving to a more authentic human place and away from a uh, more plastic hollywood place. And that's what I like to see. I mean, I want to see, no matter whether it's music or non-music, I want to see something that, to me, feels genuine, authentic, and, I don't know, just and real. So... That goes through my music, it goes through almost everything. Like, I've always been just art-wise a fan of photography. There's something about photography for me that, um, that I relate to more than I might relate to. I actually really like impressionists, but more than I might relate to an impressionist. So I feel the same way about my music and my theater and my musical theater and et cetera, et cetera. I've never been a big, like, I, I, I grew up in Washington, D.C. in the 90, in the 80s. So I kept listening to funk, and I actually never really listened to, like, the 80s white bands. Like, I don't know them. I don't know classic rock from our generation at all. It just kind of somehow never worked for me. But funk in the 80s really did. So there's something about that that's spoke to me. And same for all the, all the kind of art that I want to see. Here we go. Excellent.
1: And, and, and do you and your husband have similar musical tastes? I mean, you said that there's
3: lots of classic rock that you just don't listen to. Yeah, we don't listen to the same stuff at all. <laughs> He listens to a lot more classic rock. He listens to Led Zeppelin. I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. We can meet in the middle with funk and R&B, but um, I don't listen to so much of what he listens to. All those, I don't even know how you refer to them, all those like heavy, heavy guitar bands, those wall of, me, wall of sound bands, they don't do it for me. But he loves them. So.
1: But, but at the same time, it's just a relationship exists and that, that you coexist even though your musical tastes are different.
3: Yeah, so far so good. Excellent.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so um, I I would like to tell this to our audience um, that I know that Catherine's doing a show right now. She didn't actually ask me to plug it, but I actually asked her to plug it because I think what she's doing is really cool. So you want to share with us a little bit about what you're doing right now? Yeah, thanks.
3: So I am in the middle of, the, of entering my last weekend of an online play called Better Left Said. It is the first of its kind interactive live stream play. So it's staged in New York City at a theater in New York City in front of a live audience like any play would be, but we're also shooting it with between four and five cameras, depending on the night, editing it and streaming it to the Internet live in real time for a live Internet audience. The Internet audience experience is much more like a video, but a live video, and it also has, you know, you, can, you can converse with the cast and with our social media Um, of our digital director, who's Selena McCusker, via Facebook and Twitter as you're watching the show. It's totally first of its kind. The quality is fantastic in terms of both sound and video and picture, and acting and directing and writing. and never been done before, and we're starting to get some really great reviews, and I'm super, super proud of it. So it's BetterLeftUnsaid.tv. We have one more weekend, and we are creating an entirely new model of both American theater and online video and live streaming. So I hope you guys will join us.
1: I I absolutely absolutely love it. And then just going back to music, and Jay, you can chime in if you want. Just really any final thoughts about just the, just the use of music in just creating relationships with family and just growth and inspiration and motivation, all those fun things we've been talking well, about today.
3: All those things. You know, first of all, to get back to my show a little bit, our all our show has all original music. Um, composed by this wonderful composer called Danny Gray, and that is part of what makes our show powerful she 's the music because it, it informs and affects every single scene and every single transition. And, you know, in terms of parents and kids, I mean, what's better? Singing with your parents, you know? what What's more bonding? What's, you know, free to be you and me is what I grew up on, and, you know, everybody in my generation has every word to free to be you and me, and so do our parents. And, you know, it's definitely informed my life. And so. you're
1: definitely not the first guest on our show to. To discuss free to be you and me.
3: I no way, so that really was profound. It. Yeah, profound and important. And really, I think one of the first albums made for kids by adults in a in a sophisticated way. I'm not sure, but I think.
1: Yes, I I remember like back then because I know like like a few weeks ago we had a guest named Karen on, and I know that Jay was like, "Wow, what is this Free to be you and me' thing?" Right, Jay? Yes, I
3: was. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I was like that.
3: Oh, my God. Kate, how old are you? Just kidding. You don't need to tell me. But for those of us who were kids in the 80s, it's just 70s and 80s. It's just part of our vocabulary.
1: Yep. So, so Catherine, once again, we we thank you so much for taking some time to join us today on this show. And and, and thanks for sharing us what's on your iPod, what's not on your iPod. And, And best of luck this weekend.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you both. And best of luck to you. This is awesome. Thank, thank you much. so much.
1: Okay. All right. see you yeah, have a later. good day, Catherine. You too. All right, bye. All right, Jason, we've got two guests down, one to go. And I see that they've called in, so I'm going to bring them on. Great. Hey, John, is that you? This is me. Excellent. John, um, you know me, and, um, and John Meet Jay, Jay Meet
4: John. Hey, Jay. hey John. Hey Jay, I'm, I'm John, John Baloney, John Baronian.
1: Way, great, great. Yes, John. Yes, yes, John, John, unlike our first two guests, is a parent. And I know that I've talked to him before about some things about being in a relationship with a parent, but I, I'd love to hear about like the musical relationship you have with your daughter.
4: Sure, like, I mean, do you
1: think you listen to together or separately at all
4: um nowadays we list- you know there are times where you listen to music, so in the car um it's a captive audience for you know we're we're both we both play the role of prisoner and of of uh and of uh warden in the car so um that's one place the other place is just in the living room all pretty much all of our media with. Maisie and uh I'm divorced and so Maisie's with me half time. Um but all of our time with media is pretty much spent together as a family, um with my current wife. And um so we listen we listen to music on the radio, we listen to music um through iTunes and uh uh definitely in the car it's it's mostly through the radio. Um and it's uh you know, it might start with Radio Disney, but eventually you know, and Maisie was Maisie's now fourteen, so now it's Lady Gaga, it's Kesha, it's it's whatever's playing on the pop poppy pop 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 stations.
1: Like the Z one hundred ninety two stations.
4: Yeah, and there's sort of a progression that she's going through. Now hopefully I can guide her towards the college stations eventually. Um or just to you know because I think radio's important because you get a much more diverse uh you, you get a diverse range of music more diverse you get the opportunity for a more diverse range of music, but you have to move the dial around, you have to move the dial
1: around for for that excellent yeah so let's let's talk about you and your upbringing and the music that that you were exposed to by, whether it was your parents or your friends or the radio?
4: Um, My experience was my my father, well, let's put it this way. My mother loved musical theater, and she loved jazz. So she loved the musical theater of the 60s, and she loved Errol Garner and Oscar Peterson and Cole Porter and all these... um, very, it's a you know it's a style of jazz. Now my dad played a lot of jazz in the house. He played you know everything from Big Spiderbeck, Fats Waller, Cab Calloway, Benny Goodman. You know from uh, the Iowa Iowa jazz up through you know the uh, popular swing of the 40s, and then there was a big gap, and then um, so I got and I, but my father also liked very um, internet European international. Uh, music. So he, he we Sunday mornings we'd wake up to polkas. Um, wow! You know, as kid, and this is you know this was the case too of being the captor because we're lying in bed and dad's playing dad dad's playing the the local polka station over the radio um, and he's blasting it at uh, seven a.m. on Sunday morning before we go to mass. <laughs>
2: so. <laughs>
4: So that's that's how I grew up. Um I got away from that by listening to the radio. I listened to a lot of radio. I listened to international shortwave radio. I listened as a kid. So starting from around 10, you know, the age of 10, um forward, I was listening to the radio and I spent a lot of time listening to 70s music because I was a radio junkie and I would constantly call up the station and try to get on doing funny voices, doing certain things. But through that you're listening to you're listening to all that classic, you know, like what Catherine was talking about, the classic classic rock. What what was what became classic rock and you're also listening to disco and schmaltz. Um so it was it was an interesting it was an interesting up you know, it was an interesting way in. I find I don't buy personally I don't buy a lot of music, but I like my daughter to be exposed to a lot of music. Um and she is through my wife who listens uh listens to a lot of different um a lot of different music. And so Maisie absorbs that, you know, everybody gets to play something in the living room. Um and you have to respect what other people are listening to. Including when she decides to listen to whatever it is. Now i I'll, I never had free to be you and me, like your prior listeners. Um I was. I'm a little bit older. I'm about to be 50 in a couple of in a couple of weeks. But I did have. Um, I did do something with Maisie, who's now 14, when she was very young, called music together, um, which was a great way to. It was great for bonding, you know, like for daddy daddy daughter time. Um, but it was really great for her because you're learning. You're both, you know. She's learning from you. You're actually playing instruments, which is something we've really gotten away from. Um, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot going on in those organized music classes on a Saturday, and it's a good way to meet other parents. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, so what instruments have you played in the past, if not now?
4: Um, I have never been a real instrument player, but I like noodling on the guitar. So, Maisie, you know, like we built like a little bass, um we built uh we built some drums um, and um, so just really basic rhythm, you know things for rhythm
1: um, that is cool, just like really like making your own instruments and just having that stuff like i I can tell you like one thing I've been playing with recently has been like one of those piano apps on the iPhone because.
4: Wow, they exist, I, right? And it's a real easy way to to get to get going with um to to get involved with your child um, is using those. And you know, if they're not going to handle the piano, maybe they'll maybe they'll deal with a fart piano. You know.
2: <laughs> John, John, I have a quick. John, have a question. I was wondering, yeah, okay. could you share with us some of the concerts or even things at school which might have. You and your daughter might have
4: went to any event or You know, I tried taking her to the symphony like my mom my mom used to take me to the symphony. I tried that early on. It wasn't it wasn't successful, so I wasn't gonna push that. But we did go to um we did go to meet um we we would go to uh I yeah, personally I'm not a big live I'm not a big live uh, music listener, um, but this is something that we're going. My wife and I, my current, my wife loves music. Um, Maisie's stepmother, and so and she loves live music. So we're really trying to find out what's this first, what's this first concert we want to take her to. Um, you know, yeah. During the summer, we might go hear whatever's playing out in in the park. You know, but but. Um, there are there are lots of opportunities for that, and going you know, and going to every single school event where, if you know, even if she's not in the Glee club, you know, to go and and hear it. We watch you know, we watch Glee. That's another way that we watch music. Not that's live, great. Great
2: show. You know, great show. You know. But that's that's a great show. That that shares that shows how important music is. By watching that show, And I love that show because you know it the whole country music part of your family. So I'm glad you guys to do that. Yeah, and we
4: watch it as a family. You know, like like I said, all our media we do together. Because that way she can, if she has questions, she can bring them up. You know? And I don't know that if she's watching stuff and I'm not with her.
2: Right, right. Yeah, so, so what do you see what do you see far as the future? In, you know, far the future of music? What do you see as the future of music... For our country, I just want to ask that question also for the kids and uh, for parents. What
4: do you see music becoming? I think I think we are going to have a revol- you know I think there is going to be a revolution where people are making more music together. Um, now whether that's me, you know, for me and my daughter, what I hope is we sit down with a garage band and we put together, you know, we lay down a couple beats and then we put a melody behind that and and then we sing. You know, I think that that's. I think that I think that kind of participation is going to start happening more and more as people start to learn to use the tools. Um, are we going to start? You know, music. The local music store is not going out of business. It's not really going out of bis- business. It may be changing its label. It may be. But I think that more and more people are going to be making music, and as a result, they're going to go hear more of their friends playing. And then they might go out and see more music. But for a lot of that, the price has to come down, you know? Right. As far as more, far... Yeah, yeah, the
2: price has to come down. As far as more music in, your, in the schools, you know, where music has been, you know, snatched a... out of... What do, we, what do we do? What is your opinion of what we should do about that situation? Should we put more computers in the school and do the garage bands and supplement instruments or... You know, instruments have,
4: have the I think you know, if if, I, if it was me, if I had no if I had no money for a for a music program. You've got these kids in there and you've got them for time. Start making musical instruments out of the recyclable stuff that you have and actually make music with it. It's not that hard. You know? What is, what is music? And, and you stop you stop this glorification of a set of, profe- of purely professional mus- musicians, and you start making music like they used to do before they had, you know, radio. People used to, <laughs> people used to gather together at home at night, and they'd make music.
2: Right, right. That's, you know. That's, yeah, right.
4: Do it in your schools. Do it. Do you know like. You know, take a take a piece of P V C, take a piece of plastic, take a rubber band, and make a drum. You know? Take a piece of hose. Uh buy a um go ahead, buy a mouthpiece for that hose. Stick it in the mouthpiece. Start blowing into it. What are the sounds that come out? How do you wow. make music with that?
2: <laughs> I like that.
4: You know? That's it. But
1: that That is very cool. It's like the whole idea of, like, at one point, all musical instruments that exist were not, did not exist, and they had to be invented and just, like, complete fine-tuned over the years. And that's a cool, like, suggestion. You're, like, suggesting invent your own instruments.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like, your kid's having trouble with division and understanding an equation. Get an equation and take... Take a piece of string or a rubber band and stretch it between two points. Strike it. Take your take your iPhone or whatever. Figure out what the frequency of the sound that comes out. Shorten the string, shorten the distance between the two. Do it again. Check the frequency. Oh, how does the frequency change based on the length of the piece of string? Oh, that's how that's what a tone is. Oh gee. These are cool things. Doesn't take money. It
2: so takes by, time. By all, means, by, <clears throat> by all means, don't be dormant. dormant.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Jay. Exactly.
2: <laughs> right. That's incredible. Well, yeah, we need to share that with the rest of the world because you know, even the fact of just creating your own instruments in school—that's a project in itself. You know, before you even play it, you know. So. Yeah. yeah
4: kind of... <laughs> we got these kids on so, wow. time. <clears throat> You know, use use the time.
2: Right, and the and the other thing is, you can still teach them how to read music, regardless if they have an instrument.
4: Yeah, so you could be, absolutely.
2: yeah, you, you, know, you could be preparing them to get an instrument eventually. You know, it's not like uh, you know, sight singing. Sight singing is a great tool. You know, and people could pretty much, like you said, you find a frequency, you give them that middle C, boom. You know, and you can. They can sightseeing and stuff like that, so there's other tools that can be used that' not gonna cost uh, a whole bunch for the school system to afford so well so I, I like I like your answer that's a great answer thank uh, you Texas, yeah takes us back to the log cabin days, but you know that's where everything started so why not R-
4: right and then turn around and video- you know like after you do all that, get your other phone out and tape it, put it on YouTube, and show it to people. You know, share <laughs> it.
1: Immediate distribution. It's just like it. anybody who's do, a record anybody label.
4: who's yes, yeah. yes. Anybody who's doing this should do that and come back to Ian and Jay and say, "This is what I did." Point to it so that they can put it up on their show notes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is very cool and just really creating music and. And just having your own vision for it doesn't even need – doesn't have to be, oh, we're going to be signed by a record label for millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's not the only reason to make music. I mean, that's – I mean, that's – I mean, there's show business, but there's also – there's also the art. And one thing I've found about today is even though you see so much, like, radio format shrinking and and the choice, like, on the traditional – Media is changing, Like so much stuff is out there on the Internet. There's just, like, an explosion of so many different genres of music. So many people, like, there's an explosion of music, and it's just all out there, whether it's something that's being highly promoted or not. Right.
4: Yeah, it really is. Um, New Sounds, John Schaefer on WNYC, great show to listen to. Um, and to podcast, it's it's a great show. He, peep, uh, music from all over the world. It's it's totally cool. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, John, do you have any final thoughts, really, about the state of really just the relationships between between parents and kids, and what it what it means in terms of development when when it comes to music, connect whether it's uniting or dividing
4: them. Um, just that I think that music is is all around. Um, you know, um, you you go to synagogue. You know, I, you go to, you go to synagogue. There's music there. Pick a pick pick, some, pick a piece. Sing it with your kid. You don't have not outside a synagogue. You have a piece of music. It's in church. You listen to that. Start humming it during the week. See if your kid can hum it back. See if you can hum parts, and see if they can pick up. You know, like just start playing with sound. Sound is cool. That's it.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so I had I, one more question. Have you been exposed by your daughter to any of the amazing songs that are constantly sung at young Judea summer camps?
4: Uh, I have. I have. Um, uh, of course, now you put me on the spot Because I can't sing any back But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ian and my daughter um, Both went to the same camp um, Many, many years apart Generations and, apart uh, Generations apart But, um, again, here's the idea Of the eternal songs, right? And some of them are um, uh, uh, Well, they're, it's pretty cool it's totally
1: cool. It, it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. I know. I actually, went to Sprout Lake of um, this past fall for a reunion, and just the fact that, well, the, song, the the Sharon, they might have, ch- they might change it, they might add some songs, but it's there, and it's just, and just people are just connected. It's not even about prayer, but just about just songs, and that's something I always love. It's like. Like, I personally do not speak fluent Hebrew, yet those Hebrew songs are just sometimes clear in my mind. I know what they mean, but it's like I'm not thinking in Hebrew, I'm just thinking of the songs and the words. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, so John, John, I know that you were busy today, so thank you so much for calling us. No
4: problem. Thank you, and Jay, nice uh, to meet you, man.
2: Nice to meet you, too, John. Thank you so much.
4: And good luck with the show, guys.
2: Thank you. John, I really like that idea, that creative, create your own musical world. I like that. I like that. Cool, man. I'm going to share that with a lot of friends of mine. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, John.
4: Be well, guys. Bye.
1: All right. All right, bye. Wow. What? Well, isn't that awesome? Like... Creating your own instruments,
2: Jay. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm I'm getting my jugs together now, and I'm filling up I'm filling them up with water to get different notes, and I'm gonna blow into them. So starting with three blind yeah. mice. But no, yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> three blind mice. Or, or I
1: remember like in third grade, like recorder class. You're not gonna learn three blind mice. You're gonna learn hot cross buns, which kind of starts like that, but is a much easier song to learn musically. But, yes, yeah, like, it's funny. It's like I'm thinking about, like, like Fat Albert where the Junkyard Gang, and they, like, all played with, like, they had their band with all their, like, Junkyard things that were instruments.
2: Hey, that, that that can work. It's kind of like a jug band, you know. It could work. You yeah. You get together. You get the uh, you get your <laughs> the instruments that you create and get together and jam. You can even put water in glasses and get a stick and you can tune each glass to a note. So yeah, you, it's possible. It's wonderful, actually.
1: Like like the South Catherine Street Jug Band in 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 the from my alma mater, of Plattsburgh, New York, where oh, I went to college. Okay. Well, well, wow, that's that 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 is very cool. But you know what, we, we really did have a great show today, Jay. I mean we had three different guests who have just very different backgrounds. No one who really is like professionally musically I mean I mean Catherine has worked in musical theater, but this is like sometimes we have the musicians. So it's really cool just seeing people who have different loves of
2: music and just loves of communication. Right, and it's good to have normal people, not to say that musicians aren't normal, but normal people listen to music too. <laughs> yes. yes, they do. And it's just,
1: it's just great. That's are... like, that's, that's beautiful stuff today, Jay. I got
2: again, yes. I got a question. I got a question for you before we go. Um, yeah. Uh, Treasure.net, th- tre- treasure. what, what is your treasure? What is your treasure? <laughs> what is your treasure, Jay? That is the question, uh, Jay. What is your treasure? What is the well, important today, things that are in your life. Well, today was wonderful. Uh, the treasure was having these wonderful people on the show. For me, I had a ball with these guys, uh, all three of them. So that was my treasure today. Each week you have a different treasure. Mine is the guests we had. It was a treasure to have them on our show.
1: That was that was definitely something I treasured today. Also, the surprise as I figure out what to make for lunch today as I was home and. I realized I had all this stuff in my freezer from Trader Joe's that I completely forgot about. So it was found treasure and there was my lunch. And it was like, yes, I have it. But yes, that's it's cool. <laughs> such, such, a, such a beautiful thing. I know that like I want, to, I want to plug my iPhone into some speakers and just, it's just cool that I have like this piano and just like there are guitar apps and there's just, the idea that I can teach myself a musical instrument without buying a musical instrument because it's already on my iPhone and I'm sure like the iPad has a much bigger screen for that, <laughs> awesome.
2: Well, that's that's what's great about those i, I products. Uh, they got they know they know Apple knows music has to be part of it. I mean they got Garage Brand and Logic, and they are a musical company and they're keeping it alive. No matter where you go, you could use those products and you can create something every day to make you happy and smile. Music is wonderful. Music is wonderful and so it's
1: just so is the gift in my life for my parents about music and where I am today because I listen to music. So yes, what as we were saying, what is your treasure dot net and also don't forget to find us on Facebook. Just do search for Parents yeah. Kids Music Become a fan And so we can get 25 fans today Because that's my goal 25 You think we can do it, there Jay? I and,
2: think
3: we can and do
1: it. I, I will report back to you next week On Parents Kids Music And so far, 25 fans And more So thank you everyone <laughs> for joining us Any final thoughts today,
2: Jay? Well, like I say always keep music close to your heart with your children and always work with them and try to teach them new things and so just always realize that the world cannot exist without music try it can you listen can you go a month without listening to anything probably it's impossible so for all you guys out there let's say thank you for joining us and thank you and next week we'll see we'll see you next
1: week here on parents kids music